0: I promised it. Um, what are the most common days people call in sick? There are certain days that people get sick a lot. <laughs> I have never called in Why sick. Why do you pronounce it like it's two syllables? I'm sick. I've never called in sick when I wasn't sick in my entire life. Well, you're an admirable man. I never skipped school when I wasn't sick either. I wish I had, looking back on it.
1: There were times I sure as hell felt sick, and I went to work because I knew why I felt sick. well, you are technically sick, yeah, you've poisoned yourself that's a
0: little different. I mean, I understand the code among drinkers of you know you you can't be not showing up to work for your because you're hung over it's that's, a sign and, uh, yeah well, and it's it's a admit of defeat or something I don't know what it is but but uh generally people don't do that, and i i don't I don't dig that either, but you are sick, you are not healthy yeah. Have yep. you done a uh, pop your son out of school for a pseudo sick day and go off to the aquarium sort of thing? Is that. No, we have not.
1: No, no I, have... I
0: did. No, I did take Sam. Uh, we took a day off of school and went uh, snowboarding last year. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, we never did that, I don't think, as a kid. You know, there may have been one time, come when, to think of it, when kids, I was a little kid. No, when I was a kid. Yeah, when I was a kid, never. No. Um, but we were a little looser than my parents on that. Um, but just a little is very we, very rare. We
0: have lots of friends that they do their their trip to Hawaii when school starts because it won't be as busy there.
1: Yeah, they just schedule their vacations, yeah. and if it happens to cross the school schedule, they just say, "Oh, you're not going all week." Yeah, a whole week. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Don't know. We don't not do the that. Way That's we swing. You know, no. whatever. No. Um, I'm not criticizing. Just I never I did that as a kid. I am criticizing harshly. You're a bad parent, bad citizen.
0: So mo- most common sick days. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But we got a late night joke off. uh, I'm groaning already because it's so New York centered. Uh, The New York Times did their weird double endorsement. First of all, it don't freaking make any difference. Not who endorses anything in the modern world. It just not really. Who's taken their tips from newspapers or celebrities or other politicians. But anyway, New York Times never had done this before. They endorsed two
1: candidates. Liz Warren, Amy Klobuchar. Said the the fellas, Biden and Bernie, too damn old. Never mind that Bernie's a commie. They don't mind that at the New York Times, but they said they're both too old. Little Pete's never had more than 11,000 people vote for him in his life. And the rest, they couldn't be bothered to talk about.
0: Mocked roundly
1: for it, by the way. Endorsing two people? Yeah, Yeah. I was Uh,
0: was reading Matt Taibbi from Rolling Stone and just, oh, so... Democrat party split and they're having trouble figuring out and rather than making an argument for one side or the other. Yeah. You just try to please both sides. Very nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if anybody, and and I'm not sure who you are, perhaps you're just very busy. But if anybody had any doubt as to whether there were serious journalistic ethics still at at the first place of how the big newspapers run, like that's their number one concern. If you still thought that, well, now you know better. It's. The, I mean, it's, it's just we just need to sell clicks here, right? We don't want to piss off the the progressives. We don't want to piss off the modern. So let's just pick one each.
0: Because they should have, as the editorial board at the most important newspaper, uh, made the argument for, it's time for a big change, and that's why we're going with... You Communism! Know, or, that side can't beat Donald Trump, and this is the most important election of our times, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
1: better to get half a loaf than lose to Trump, that sort of thing, but they didn't either.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> weak. Well, anyway, the late night comedians noticed it. And they're going to take it on with a late night joke off, which Judge will ju- Joe will
1: judge. Oh ourself. yeah, I'm sorry. Here I am waiting. I, I need to explain the rules. I will uh, grade each joke, and the lowest grade getter will be banned from comedy for life.
0: The New York Times editorial board endorsed Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar
1: as Democrats' top choices for the 2020 nomination.
0: That's right. They picked two candidates, and today their sports section picked the Chiefs and the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: The New York Times yesterday endorsed both Senators Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar. What? You can't. I don't know. You can't pick both. That's like endorsing Coke and Pepsi. and I think we all know which one's Pepsi. The first time in 160 years, the New York Times decided to endorse two candidates, which seems like a cop-out, right? You're only supposed to make one endorsement. That's how it works. You never saw a LeBron ad where he was like, to quench my thirst, I choose Sprite. or oh, water. Uh, it's fine. Either way. I mean, they both work. Whichever one, you choose. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be controversial. <laughs> I didn't get the Coke
0: Pepsi one. Is Coke or Pepsi is one of those seen as cooler and hipper than the other?
1: I don't have the slightest idea what Not he's either. talking about. Do you
0: know? I would rank Coke as the leader on that, and I think so yeah, I think he was inferring that Pepsi is the lesser Coke and that one of those two oh, candidates okay. is is clearly lesser than
1: the other. Well, okay. Jack, I would point this out. Coke is named after cocaine. Yes, which used to be in it way back in the day. And Pepsi is named after dyspepsia, having an upset stomach, because it was said to be a good remedy for an upset stomach, and it actually is. Um So you want a little blow, or do you want to talk about your tummy hurts? So Coke is definitely the leader there. <laughs> so uh back to the grades. Fallon with a C, and that's generous. It's fine. <laughs> Myers with a C. That's fine. Whatever. Trevor Noah. With a B plus, but I was reminded the other day. Last time I gave him a good grade, I'd failed to deduct a full ret- letter grade for him being a foreigner and taking comedy jobs Americans would do. So that still gives him a C plus. Fallon and Myers are banned from comedy. Terrible. I thought you said there were jokes. I don't. Apparently, I'd misheard. I don't know if you've ever
0: checked out the uh, the Dispatch, which is a new news website that has come on the scene, and it's a conservative. Um, website but they they don't like Trump at all um but, man, oh, man, do they think Elizabeth Warren is a phony. They're constantly on beating her up on various things that she claims or has claimed stuff like that. Right. And right. they say if Elizabeth Warren gets the nomination, y- you're going to learn so much about how big a phony she is. Oh, yeah. She could so,
1: get murdered. When when she is the nominee, I don't mean murdered, murdered. I mean, rhetorically speaking, I would never call for any sort of violence. Um, But when she is the nominee and she gets the incredible scrutiny of being the nominee, all that stuff is going to come out and everybody knows it. I it's interesting that they're calling her on being a phony because she is. But uh, your friend, who's a young, very progressive person uh, and a Bernie supporter, the, the perception there is that she's a phony right, too, yeah, right? Yeah, Bernie's the real deal. Elizabeth's a phony. So, from twenty-year-old, uh, you know, college super progressives to Jonah Goldberg, everybody's calling her a phony. Yeah. So I, I think that that probably tells you something. Uh, I think you called me a liar on national TV.
0: Yeah, yeah a phony. It's roughly the same thing. Impeachment isn't really up and running yet, but you got various Democrats already saying there's a cover-up and all that sort of stuff. So it's not a good start for the whole thing in terms of, uh, you know, it's settling down and grown-ups taking over. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. And our our goal is to bring you the highlights every single day. Um,
1: And uh, I don't quite know how many of those there will be. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I'll tell you this, though. Virtually every word spoken is only about turnout in November. And perceptions. It has nothing to do with what is good and right and righteous. It's just politics.
0: Most common days for people to call in sick. I know what you're going to think is the number one. Do
1: you? Columbus Day.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, Monday after New Year's is number 10. Monday after New Year, if it falls on a uh, Some, Sunday, I guess. obviously. Oh, these were specifically from the previous year. so oh, uh, I think oh, last year. Gotcha. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so that would explain. So, like, I don't know what June 24th was, but a lot of people were were sick on that day, and so were they on October 21st. Day after, You don't
1: go hog wild on June 23rd every year? I, I do. <laughs> day after St. Patrick's Day was number seven. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Checks.
0: <laughs> then a random Monday in uh, August. Then Monday after 4th of July is number five. Woof. Monday, af- day after Mother's Day, a lot of moms getting it on or just taking a, a three-day weekend because sometimes... Too many mimosas? We can't, <laughs> yeah. We can't assume it's all because you're hung over. Sometimes you just try to get a three-day weekend going.
1: Got a bad dose of eggs benedict on the uh, the brunch line there? I mean, you just, you went somewhere. You, did, you got
0: a bed and breakfast for a couple of nights and you, you took an extra day off. Sure. Yeah. Uh, day after New Year's. We already had that one. So the day after New Year's and the Monday after New Year's. Uh, number two, day after Easter, and number one, day after Christmas. The day after
1: Easter? Oh, that must be uh, we took a vacation.
0: Yeah, again, get it. would be another three-day weekend or yeah. longer.
1: Yeah. No, just going hog wild on those rum-filled chocolates. It has nothing to do with the resurrection of Jesus. It's just we took a trip. Monday is by
0: far the most popular day for people to call in sick. That's just extending your weekend. Sure. Is what that is. Yeah. With 20% of sick day searches occurring on the first day uh, of the work week. So, but, it's, but, but uh, it's funny, everybody, you know, we're reading this, talking about this, they did the research with the assumption that people aren't actually sick. You're lying
1: when you called in sick. Maybe, although I will point out a couple of things, a little economics for you here. Uh, number one. I think we've all had the experience. Doesn't it seem like we get sick disproportionately on the weekend when our doctor is not in the office? Mm. Um, and toothaches. I swear to God, I have. I have gotten two thirds of my toothaches afternoon on Friday through you know Monday morning. But anyway, having said that, I will also point out that if you get clearly sick, you realize, uh oh, this is not you know a little cold or allergies. I'm sick. If you get sick on a Friday, or a Saturday, or a Sunday, the first day you call in will be Monday. So it's disproportionately Mondays. Okay. How about that analysis? Yeah,
0: it, it must not be hangovers, because the Super Bowl... Not the, in my case. In my case, I'm hungover. The Monday after Super Bowl doesn't even make the top ten. So. Really? That's that's the drinker's code, man. You go in. You're sick, and you're going in. Yeah, you're right. You're going to not do a very good job. It's you're not going to be very honor. productive. You're going to feel miserable. That's what happens when you do this. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Spend a lot of time in the bathroom.
0: All right. So I don't. We don't have that kind of job uh, that a lot of people do. But do do people still? Do you just log in somewhere, or do you have to actually get your boss on the phone and do the sick voice to pretend you're sick? Because all these people are pretending they're sick. Gosh, I don't. I don't know. That's interesting. The modern office workplace. Text me four one five two nine five KFTC. Do you call your boss up and do a sick voice? I um. I. uh,
1: (gasps) I thought I was going to come in. And then I woke Oh, that's right. You remember we used to have the three keys to calling in sick? <laughs> and we don't have that kind of job because
0: I fear for my career whenever I'm sick. I, I really don't want to do that. But yeah. Number
1: one, the sick voice, clearly. Number two, uh, pausing to cough or just weird pauses. Number three, the toilet flush in the middle of the call. <laughs> just do it. Don't s- reference it. Don't explain it. Just do it. Was and that? you will get no pushback.
0: <laughs> it wasn't weird pauses. It was... <laughs> Weirdly placed
1: swallows. Oh, that's right. you he just like hey, in the I, middle uh, of a
0: sentence. I uh
1: I thought I was gonna come in, but I I um I decided I didn't want to get every. Yes. I didn't want to get everybody else sick.
0: Weird, weirdly placed swallows oh. is really the key.
1: Oh sc- excuse me, excuse me. Oh no, I'm back. I'm good. Okay. Um, yeah, come on now. Oh, I'll do it for you. Hundred bucks a throw. Come on, day off. What's, what's it worth to it? you?
0: What's the comedian's joke? I had I had sex with my dog. Is that sick enough for
1: you? Oh no, that's that's is that not that. So oh, boy, that was all the gross and none of the uh, funny. <laughs> well, that's just it's just the idea. There's different kinds of sick. The joke is, I called my boss. I said I'm sick. He said you don't sound sick. I said I'm blanking my dog. Is that sick enough for you? <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, everybody. Address your emails to Jack. I was riding with my kids in the minivan when Jack said...
0: Oh, boy. Sickening. I wish I
1: hadn't said that. Now I am sick.
0: Is it too late to edit that out of the show, or is that already in? I think it's already in.
1: I guess it is already in. Is a sick enough? I'm calling in sick for the rest of the show. (laughs) The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: I just came across something disturbing about classrooms and smartphones. Get to
1: that this hour. Plus a radio station uh, boss. It's the station manager. He's an enthusiastic employee. He had a, his license plate reflecting the call letters he worked at. And the state rejected that license plate. We'll tell you why. <laughs> I blame millennials. Uh, in it's this, a good place to start uh, Anytime anything's gone wrong Speaking of things Damned millennials Things going wrong If you are at your local Burger King Soon to be endorsed by uh, Prince Andrew Prince Andrew? and That's not his name oh, Prince no, Andrew is the perv
0: yeah. Completely different prince
1: He's, He's the, the probable child rapist Who apparently doesn't sweat Yeah, we're talking about Prince Harry who will soon be endorsing Burger King to make a living here in the new world where he's moved? Um, <laughs> the if, <New> world. <laughs> if you find yourself at a Burger King and the clerk refuses to take your coupon, well, the only sane thing to do is to attack him with your phone. I'm calling the police. Give me the phone. I'm, I'm calling the police. I get out of here. I got to steal your. <laughs> I'm calling the police. We're leaving. Right we're leaving. Why you not get your phone back? I'm calling the police. You took your phone him? Yeah. My <laughs> phone.
0: Through. Thank you. So yes, I'm Go number! Oh, the yeah.
1: Boy, there are a lot of characters there. There's mm. a lot to unpack. Sounds like Burger King to me. Yeah. Based on my experience. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody chucked their phone. Somebody's bleeding. A woman is claiming that he chucked her phone. She wants it back. All of it was because of a coupon? Somebody's gonna call the cops, right. It's all over whether they'd accept a coupon or not. Mm. Folks, see if you can coupon. keep your temper and negotiate these things. Without a coupon, it's hard to spend ten bucks <laughs> on an <laughs> entire huge King. meal. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a fourteen hundred calorie meal. That you shouldn't eat anyway.
0: Right. <laughs> How much money are you saving that you're worth throwing phones over? It's the it's the uh it's the principle of the thing, probably.
1: It's the entitlement generation, Sean, or something. I don't know. Or a drug addict or a drunk or something.
0: I don't want to get sued by any of these companies. But, man, uh, Burger King and McDonald's, you run into different people than you do at, um, like, other, some other fast food places.
1: Yeah. It's or just, other burger joints. Uh,
0: yeah. With a, yeah.
1: A, a slightly higher price point.
0: Um. And I don't know if it's the cost of the food? I don't think so. I don't think the other places I go oh, have I think more so. expensive food. Do they? Maybe I don't know. Well, I don't know.
1: I could be wrong. Uh, hey, listen, real quick uh, rundown. See, the Senate is going to be wrangling all day and late into the night tonight, trying to figure out um, the various rules that they're going to hold the impeachment by. And a ton of it's going to be behind closed doors. So there's going to be a tremendous amount of speechifying. And, and then... There's going to be the uh, Republican proposal, the Democrat counter-proposal. Then they're going to boot everybody else uh, out, go behind closed doors, wrangle, and and presumably cough up some sort of uh, plan forward. And then, only then, my friends, do we move forward with the 24 hours each of presenting their case. Yeah. And then they will argue more about witnesses and that sort of thing. Any highlights and we'll bring them to you. Um, we have a
0: smartphone addiction problem with our youths, according to an article in the Wall Street Journal today about how classrooms are having to handle smartphones. And among other things we'll talk about, I find it horrifying, but I think it's just the way we are now. What are you going to do?
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Over 76% of Americans say they're addicted to their phones. Amazing that so many people would admit to that. I'm not addicted to my phone. I'm addicted to what's on my phone. Like, people are addicted to drugs. Nobody's addicted to spoons and belts. No one goes to bottleaholics Anonymous. I shouldn't say no one. Maybe there's someone who's addicted to making that toot-toot train noise with the empty bottles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it. <laughs> I do also. Uh, so, oh, hey, uh, coming up, I think I've just really nailed down where we, the people, need to stand on the bums and junkies crisis. Awesome. I've distilled it down to its purest essence. Cool. So, essence of, th- of bum, coming up. Couple of things on smartphones.
0: I'm uh, primarily concerned about this because I have an 8-year-old um, and a 9-year-old, soon to be a 10-year-old, and they're going to be heading into the smartphone world, I don't know when, we haven't decided yet. They're kind of in it now whether I like it or not, which is part of this story in that I found out that the the kids in your child's class that you would least like to have Access to the Internet. Have access to the Internet. The kids that do have smartphones at my kid's school are mm-hmm. the kids you would hope don't have those. Yeah, isn't that something? Which is not surprising. And I actually witnessed the other day, and my son said, oh, yeah, during uh, after school or recess or before school or whatever, you know, everybody's gathered around the one kid who does have a smartphone, and they're looking at YouTube videos or whatever the heck they're looking at. Uff. They're they're eight now, but it'll Uff. turn into other stuff when they're uh, 13 or whatever.
1: Exactly, Michael. You if saw it where were only going. that, please. Yeah, no, no kidding. Oh, my no God. Kidding. I'd sponsor I, some sort of national program to get that to the kids, and we could end it there. I said
0: this last week. If I could sign a contract where they hand out Playboys to these kids when they're 12, but they never see hardcore pornography, yeah. I'm in all day long. Right. Yeah, that, that's, I, I hate that. And the other day, I actually saw this with my own eyes. Kids running. Bell rings. Kids are coming out of the classroom. Like three dudes, they're like fifth graders running. They get to the edge of the playground. One kid gets out of his cell phone and they're gathered around looking at the phone. So, probably them, stock market. <laughs> checking the numbers. Sports highlights. Exactly. Actually, could be. I doubt it. Mm. But I thought, oh man, I, I'm not excited about that. So, that's one problem with the phones. Wall Street Journal has an article today. How a plastic bag can ease phone angst. Schools are trying to calm nerves while removing the devices. The problem is, if you actually just take the smartphones from the kids, it apparently makes them crazy. Oh, boy. And they can't focus, and they get so anxious and nervous with their phone not around, they can't function. So they've got uh, what this one teacher calls my phony pack. It's a clear plastic bag that they put the phone in so the kids can still see the phones and not be quite so anxious
1: but yeah. they don't have access
0: to them. Or they have charging stations, so they're all plugged in and charging, and you know they're still there, and they're okay, and they're charging. Yeah. Like it's your child or your pet or something. But so you know your phone's okay. it's not, It hasn't disappeared into a drawer somewhere. Mm. How freaking weird is that? That's weird, man. That is weird. <laughs> That's troubling. Uh, parents at Roosevelt High School in Seattle sent administrators thank you notes when they announced the school to require cell phones to be put away for the day. But they had to modify that. Um, the parents were happy about that, but they had to modify it because it, it was bothering the kids so much. So they started putting them in uh, pouches, see-through pouches, so the kids can see them.
1: Uh, that's got to be see-through because the kids can't conceive of something being in a bag they can't see through. Or it's just, it soothes the savage beast to be able to see it, I guess? I, I don't know.
0: Wait, these are odd times. And then this article, which runs counter to this, that was the New York Times over the weekend. Panicking about your kids' phones? New research says don't. Sponsored by Samsung? A growing number of academics are challenging assumptions about the negative effects of social media and smartphones on children. It has become common wisdom that too much time spent on smartphones and social media is responsible for a recent spike in anxiety, depression, and other mental health problems, especially among teenagers. But a growing number of academic researchers have produced studies that suggest the common wisdom is wrong. That growing number, is that from one to two? Latest research published on Friday by two psychology professors combs through about 40 studies that have examined the link between social media use and both depression and anxiety among adolescents. That link, according to the professors, is small and inconsistent. Inconsistent. There doesn't seem to be an evidence base that would explain the level of panic and consternation around these issues. I haven't actually read the studies or the articles. I am going to because I'm interested in this.
1: Well, thank you for your input, uh, doctor. Doctor, uh, I would counter that me, you, and everybody we know says social media and being online too much makes you anxious and depressed.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know about the social media part, but I, I know that having a smartphone has changed my brain. Yeah, I know that. I don't mm-hmm. need any research. You could tell me you have research that says it's not true, and I'd say, well, you did bad research because I know it's true. Mm-hmm. It has changed my brain and my attention span. Um, I would assume a shorter attention span uh, leads to anxiety. I don't know that necessarily.
1: Well, it fits. Isn't, it, it certainly does I mean, it's intuitive. If you're twitchy, you're twitchy. Yeah. And twitchy can be short attention span, it can be uh, anxious. So
0: for me, that alone bothers me. The fact that it shortened my attention span, I don't want my kids to, to, to while their brains are still forming, I shortened my attention span when I had a 50-year-old brain. I mean, right. what is it a do? lifetime of reading. Yeah, yeah. what's it going to do to somebody who's younger? So I, I worry about that. But, you know, I don't actually know that social media is it, causing the anxiety problems that we have uh, in the phones and everything like that. It could be...
1: Plastic bottles or helicopter parenting helicopter. Yeah. And well, you know, as we said many times through the years and will continue till they finally boot us off the air. Very few things are one thing. There is usually a stew of causes when you look at a societal change. But I guarantee you the smartphone thing is a huge, uh, huge part of it. I mean, if I I don't have to say if I turn out to be wrong, because I have zero fear of being contradicted. None. I've observed it in myself, in my kids, in my kids' friends. It's just, it's there. God, watching some... You know what? Here, I got a question. I got a suggestion for you. It's kind of a rhetorical thing, but, you know, words matter. Um, I'm not going to say short attention span anymore. I'm going to say reduced attention span. Partly because it's more descriptive of what happened. It It... Uh, it assigns a little cause and effect, and and secondly, the thing about a long attention span is you can take in short stuff easy as pie. It's no problem, but if you have a short attention span, you can't take in long stuff. It's a handicap. It's a it's a weakness. It's a it's a it's a detriment. Ugh. I used to be able to just
0: open a book anytime I wanted to. Now I have to force myself. It just it just seems so awful. Do you to get open that a book?
1: pit in the feeling of your <laughs> stomach like you have to start a 20 page research paper or something. It's, oh my God, this is going to be a huge job. <laughs> you know?
0: It's more than two lines. I just can't handle it.
1: Right. What's the reading time? Six minutes? Okay.
0: I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'm telling you. The other part of it is watching a, a handful of young males run to the edge of the school property and get on the internet with no an unfettered internet connection, like nobody controlling what's on there. Mm-hmm. I find horrifying. Yes. Just horrifying. Yeah. I don't know what to do about that,
1: but it used to be that the T V was a large appliance that could be easily monitored. Not only that, but nobody very few people got the super hardcore porn package on their cable or whatever. No. I couldn't
0: access, no matter how hard I tried, no, I wouldn't have been able to access any of the stuff that my kid can access if if he's hanging out with one of these dudes that's got a smartphone.
1: Right. Right. You he have to f- go into one of those adult, uh, what do they call them, like video arcades. Gross. Um <laughs> Gross. To right. feed quarters into some sort of machine, or so I'm told. Um, <laughs> now it's just a 12 a, a year old on a schoolyard. Yeah. This is not good. And folks. again,
0: it's the kids. It, the kids that do have the phones are the kids that are going to figure out how to get to what you don't want your kid to see.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of managing things. For the most part. Um, I think a lot of the blue states and cities in America are dealing with the bum and junkie explosion because humanity needs compassion and order to function. It can't just have one or the other. It's got to have both. And in a lot of places, the compassion crowd has won completely and silenced the order seeking people. And I think I've distilled the the bum and junkie explosion down to its core um, and I'll explain that to you and might make you a little more effective in your town fighting for what you know to be right and to keep the bums and junkies from taking over the entire, you know, region.
0: Obviously I want to hear that. And did you guys listen to the audio of AOC, what she had to say about the Democratic Party? Is it pretty good? Yeah, yeah it's pretty interesting. Oh, all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Kardashian released a trailer this weekend for her new two-hour documentary called Kim Kardashian, The Justice Project, not to be confused with Kanye's new two-hour documentary called Kanye, the Kanye Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he doesn't have have that going for him. Actually, you know, I've I've never paid a single second's worth of attention to the whole Kardashian thing, but I am interested in their whole uh, justice reform thingy. At least that's got a little substance to it. And not just her booty. So I've been thinking about the West Coast bum explosion a lot, which is becoming the national bum explosion. Uh, Wherever blue uh, states and cities are, you're seeing an explosion of bums and junkies um, for good reason. And I tweeted about this yesterday. We received from a whistleblower blower uh, a series of photographs of uh, the American River Parkway, which happens to be in Sacramento, California. Um, it looks a great deal like uh, other parkways and running trails and bike trails and rivers and parks and and uh, business districts and town squares uh, all across blue state America, just clogged with tents and garbage and human waste and needles and, and bums and junkies and bottles and the rest of it. Enormous pollution flowing into the river um, there in Sacramento. And and just it's it's terrible. And you know, our, our correspondent asked the question, and, and I repeated it via the Twitter machine. Um, where are the environmentalists in all this? Because it's a terrible environmental blow. Jack pointed out yesterday that kind of has to do with that intersectionality thing. You know, who's more victimy? Yeah, the for, fish or the junkies? For now, apparently, the junkies are more victimy. Where are the taxpaying families that pay for this? Um, who, are, where are the friends of the, you know, whatever facility? Cause there's usually like a nonprofit that cleans up or, or got it built or whatever. Where's the Army Corps of Engineers that, um, is aware that people are digging holes and bunkers and stuff in the levees. And, you know, the floods, uh, you know, the, the, the levees exist for a reason. You know, they're to contain rivers from flooding. Anyway, um, I, I was thinking about it and I think it can be distilled more or less to this. And, and I mentioned it in a couple of tweets. Do the lawful own the public spaces or do the lawless? And, and the follow-up question is, who gets to be lawless? Who gets to break the laws? Camping laws, drug laws, litter ordinances. We've all seen the signs a thousand times. No littering, fines up to a thousand dollars. You know, dogs off leashes, you know, unregistered pit bulls run around, biting people, menacing people. Who gets to break the law? Who gets to be lawless? Now, the answer, and be a little convoluted from the left, is, well, these people are are unfortunate. They've, you know, housing prices. They're just one paycheck away, and they got a bad break, blah, blah, blah. And so the argument being made is that the unfortunate are granted license to be lawless. Now, I'll throw in as a caveat here, the Ninth Circuit really screwed things up with their insane ruling that you can't enforce anti-camping ordinances if there are no shelter beds, not enough shelter beds. Again, it's utterly unworkable, and I'm so disappointed the Supreme Court didn't take that on. I'm sure they will soon when society has completely broken down and most of the West Coast looks like the Los Angeles Skid Row. The soups I think, will change their mind to take it on. But sympathy, as I tweeted, cannot equal a license to be lawless that's a crazy way to think and that's behind that same attitude which is i think it's some people are just they're practically fascists all they want is order and they really don't have compassion and then you got people who all they have is compassion and and they don't have the adult ability to understand look if we don't insist on a certain amount of order things are going to go crazy and we're going to be miserable um and so this idea that well i feel bad for them and so i can't summon up whatever it is the the will the spine the, the, the 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 realism to say we have to have people follow the law and so that's where it's broken down the people who believe if you feel compassion for someone you can't ask them to follow the law that's an insane point of view. Well, it's certainly not adult. It's it's very adolescent.
0: Well, I think a lot of it is the practical problem of you can only enforce the law on people who have something to lose, whether time or money. That's you can't, part in, of it. You yeah. can't. For, how are you going to enforce the law on a whole bunch of bums? Give them a write them a ticket. Well, they ain't going to show up. Well, uh, to, to find them, they are not going to pay it. Uh, throw them in jail. You you can't throw them all in jail, there's enough enough space. Right,
1: right. The way it used to be enforced was move along. Where am I gonna go? At the point, that of a doesn't stick? matter. Yes. Yeah. Cause you cause that's have what you'd have to, to move now. You would have to do that. Or or your tent will be removed. And all all of your materials will be taken away. You cannot live here on the riverbank. Not only is it illegal to camp here, it's illegal to litter and have a dog off. You're breaking like half a dozen laws as we stand here. What ah, 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 I'm unfortunate, so I get to, is the effective counter-argument. And if you accept that argument, you will have a complete Breakdown of society, because as we know from studying this sort of thing through the years, if if persons A through F are considered unfortunate enough that they get to ignore laws, well, persons G, H, I and J have a pretty good case that they're damn near as unfortunate as the other people or maybe even more so if you look at it in the right way. So they should get a free pass from following the law. And again, that is an utterly untenable. That's a fancy word that means effed up and will will never work. It's an utterly untenable way to run a society. You people with compassion, look. I was raised raised in a Christian home. I'm uh, and I I try to err to the side of of compassion and understanding instead of being a hard ass. But you people whose compassion has deadened your sense of right and wrong and necessity, you got to step back and let the grown-ups run things because we're going to have, well, what we have. People getting stabbed to death and slashed and, and kids stepping on needles and pit bulls biting people trying to ride, uh, ride their bike and hepatitis A flowing through the streets of San Diego. I could go on and on and on and on. Well, there's that. Antifa smashing heads in Portland is another good example. Well, there's well they're on the right side, so they get to break the law.
0: There's that sort of like active nuisance thing, you know, somebody attacks you or a dog bites you or whatever. But there's there's also just the passive, I don't go to that park anymore with my kids. We don't ride our bikes on the bike trail, right? That that's not n- nothing's being actively done to us. We just can't utilize these things that we've
1: paid for. Loss of the the enjoyment, of, of Expensive, happiness. well, right. Expensive features of your community. I know somebody in law
0: enforcement who gets free coffee at a coffee shop in a part of the country where you can still roust bums out of there, and they'll let him know, yeah, we got a bum hanging out here, and he'll come say you got to go and get out of here. And he goes, because I guess he knows he has to go
1: in that, yeah. world, in that part of the world. But where I live, the bum is going to say, I don't have to go. Why don't you call Joe Jones' attorney, who's a bum activist, All right. and the cop thinks, oh, for God's sake. yeah. Well, and we got a nice note, a great note from a guy. Uh, maybe I'll share it with you later. Um, his town is utterly overrun with bums and junkies. Next town over, they won't put up with it, and so they don't have it. It's not housing prices. It's not freaking climate change. It's governance. It's choices. It's policy.
0: AOC said something that's getting some attention in the Democratic Party. We'll have that next hour. If you get next hour, I hope you get next hour. Do you get next hour? Otherwise, get the podcast.